miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at Ready. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us for the bench on this Sunday evening. A lot to get through this evening on the show, including reaction and analysis from Croke Park, where Meath have beaten Cork in the TG Carr All-Ireland Ladies Football Championship semi-final. It was epic and Meath winning in the end in Croke Park. Joe McCarthy there for us, going to get reaction from him. And we're also going to hear from Cork boss Efi Fitzgerald in just a little bit. Also on the show tonight, we're going to begin our look ahead to the All-Ireland Final. We're going to hear from selector Dermot O'Sullivan as he looks ahead to the clash with Limerick. Under-20 boss Pat Ryan will be on as well. Let's look ahead to their All-Ireland Final with Galway on Wednesday. And we're going to talk to Cork Harlequins Cricket Club after an historic win for them last week. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red Affair. But it is straight to Croke Park we go because Jer McCarthy is waiting on the line to discuss Mead's two-point win over Cork after extra time. Jer, I'm still trying to make sense of that game. Um, I'd imagine that it's probably pretty much the same view, is it? Yeah, between the Seagulls, no Tachius, and between what we witnessed today both, <laughs> uh, beforehand in the under-20 All-Ireland final and the whole of Offaly going absolutely crazy. It's just been a crazy day, but... Full credit to Meath. That's the first thing we have to say, Rory. Mm. We, we talked about them yesterday on the, on the big red bench, how dangerous they were, how much of a threat under Raymond Murray they were, and they proved it today. When they looked dead and buried, they never gave up. They hit Cork with two late sucker punches, but they they fully deserved the victory, and it's it's disappointing from Cork's point of view. It's gut-wrenching when you think you have the game won, but look, what can you do? Yeah, conceding one goal late is one thing, but conceding two... Um, and and then just not being able to not being able to drag it back in extra time. It's just a really disappointing day for for Ethan Fitzgerald and his players. Yeah, Gerard kind of turned away with the last ninety seconds to do some work here because was, I thought the game was wrapped up and dead and buried. And I saw your tweet saying, "Me, they've gotten a penalty, and I was, I'd better watch this just in case." But like the concession, that goal was just something else, wasn't it? It was, but if last night's Mayo in Dublin game taught us anything, it's that you just never know at the GA and. Um, I like I, I would not I was never sure of Cork winning today's game. They played well but they didn't play to the level I felt that they needed to, to put this team this me team away early. I mean Emer Scali was excellent. There were some good cameos throughout the throughout the hour, but the one thing with this me team as we pointed out previously on the big red bench, they're unbelievably fit under Emma Murray. And that's not to say for any, for a second that they're not skillful, but they are one of the fittest teams I've come across in a long time at senior level. And even in the second half of extra time they were running, running, running. And in those final five minutes when Cork had looked like they were set for another all Ireland final me didn't panic they showed a bit of composure and it's the composure they didn't show when the two teams met in Burr earlier this year Rory because we were there for that match as well and only poor finishing stopped um, me from winning on that occasion but look today they took their chances they never gave up um, and they, they kept right going to the final whistle like they've done in all their games and this me team is not intermediate all-around champion previous year for nothing uh, and they proved it today that they, they really do belong in the senior at the top end of the senior game now Emer Scally's going to have nightmares about that free that she put wide to, to, that would have levelled it close to the end of extra time, Ger. Yes, she will, but without Emer Scally today, Cork would have been well beaten yeah. within the 60 minutes. And in Orla Finn's absence, she has stepped into the breach and done a fantastic job. She'd be gutter, like she'd be just absolutely distraught, like everyone else. But without Emer Scally today, and probably without Darren O'Sullivan, who came on very early, like Cork were struggling for scores. I think they only had three scores 
by the end of the whole game and that's just not good enough for an All-Ireland semi-final but um, without Emer Scally they wouldn't have even been here so as disappointing as that free and missed free is it's the goal that she got in all the other ones and how she carried Cork in the previous game um, you know what do you say what do you say um, Kiro Sullivan going off injured with a shoulder injury as well that was a massive blow for Cork Ger. yes we, we said that on the Twitter feed as well like it looked innocuous it was like a push but yeah. she seemed to fall but the, she fell so awkwardly her shoulder seemed to give way it, like for somebody that doesn't go down that easily when she does get injured it was a real worry but look Duran came in and did a really good job and got her, took her goal very very well a poacher's effort but look I think the lack of I think not having Kira's experience there maybe in the last 10-15 minutes was crucial too she's been a huge player for Cork in the National League and Championship this year hopefully it's a quick turnaround in terms of her returning from injury now with, with club championship on the horizon so Meath and Love face Dublin in the decider which should be a cracker but a, a tall order for Meath but based on today's showing they won't fear them we were just saying it here in the press corps they have absolutely nothing to lose same as Mayo going to the All-Ireland final whoever they face look nobody expects them to win but why not have a go and what I would say about the All-Ireland final and why it's going to be intriguing Dublin will not have faced a team like this that put 13 behind the ball but don't play ultra defensively they break at such speed me because they're so fit and they know what they're doing they have a set style it works it grinds the game you know it, it, Cork were forced to play the game on Meath's terms today I think that's the big thing and as long as it was tight and as long as they didn't get too far ahead of them they had a real chance of causing you know of winning an upset we'll say but it's not really that much of an upset if you've watched Meath over the last two years but what I would say is going into an All-Ireland final with the likes of Vicky Wall with the likes of Emma Duggan they have nothing to fear nothing to fear and while Dublin will probably be glad that they're not facing Cork they will need to be on their guard because as we've seen today if you don't put away this meat team um, quickly they'll come back and they'll bite back Aoife uh, Fitzgerald cutting a fairly despondent figure at the end of that game Joe could this be his last game in charge of the Rebels or would you think the, the appetite and the desire is there for him to go for another year we're waiting for him now to come into the manager's uh, just post-match press conference and we'll have that audio hopefully before the end of the big red bench. Um, the honest answer is I don't know, Rory. I, I got the impression from him that during the year there was no inclination that this was his final year, I suppose, if I'm being honest. Um, he's very, very much into working with this group of players. He, he believes in them and I think he's still believing in them after today. But it is a period of transition. There are young players coming into the breach, the likes of Katie Quirk, the likes of Cy Valeri and Evie has blooded quite a few of them during the National League campaign we were with Cork every step of the way with the big red bench and we saw all those new play- young players come on board you'd hope maybe that if, if the appetite is still there I think he I think he still I think he could stay on but it's it's very hard to say Like the, the t- it's one thing to lose an All-Ireland semi-final but it, to lose it in the manner that Cork mm. did when they looked like they did one it, it would be very very hard for him to take I right, will have reaction from Efiel on the show in a little bit for now Jar, thanks very much no worries bye bye that's Jeremy McCarthy there in Croke Park um, trying to make sense of what was an incredible finish to that Cork and Meath game and going to hear from Ify Fitzgerald in just a little bit as soon as Ger uh, gets a chance to talk to him hopefully in the next couple of minutes so we'll have that audio for you in a bit just wrapping up uh, today's uh, other action and um, for the first time since 1988 Offaly are the under 20 All-Ireland Football Champions after beating Ross Common today 114 to 111 at Croke Park Jack Bryant getting the goal for the faithful county today Aaron's own are the Red FM Senior Hurling League two champions they have beaten Kanturk on a score in a 424 to 131 two point win for Aaron's own so congratulations indeed to them Tottenham are a goal up on Manchester City with 10 minutes to go 
Uh, that game being played at the uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Youngman's son with the goal after 55 minutes. No Harry Kane in the Tottenham squad today. Of course, he uh, tried to leave for City and it looks like City are preparing a fresh bid for the striker as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. West Ham have had a 4-2 win away to Newcastle today. And uh, Stephen Goldsmith was at St James's Park. Newcastle 2, West Ham 4. A strong second half performance by the visitors sees the three points go back to London. Newcastle were in front twice. Headers from Wilson and Murphy. Sushek levelled the first time round. Ben Rama the second time with a close range header. Antonio's penalty was saved by Premier League debutant Freddie Woodman. Sushek though scored the rebound and Antonio capped it off by finishing a quick counter attack. Newcastle 2, West Ham 4. Celtic have beaten Hearts 3-2 in the Scottish Premiership at Celtic Park today. Good news for Cork's Megan Connolly, who signed a one-year contract extension with Brighton today. The Irish International has been with the Seagulls since 2019. In Roy Paul O'Donovan and Finch McCarthy have followed up their Olympic success by winning at the Henley Royal Regatta this afternoon. They won the Double Skulls Challenge Cup. This was the interview they gave with the uh, Henley... Um, the Henley well, YouTube page afterwards uh, today. Classic uh, stuff uh, from Paul and Finton after winning today. All Olympic champions and now Henley Royal Regatta winners as well. Just sum up how it feels. Oh, superb, yeah. The Olympics is in the past now and as we've been banging on about all week, this is the highlight of our season. Um, I think we peaked on the day, fortunately. We've had some tough racing all week. Uh, good competition, good standard here in Henley, which is why we, we like to come here. I mean, you do joke about this being obviously the pinnacle of your season. You know, you are Olympic champions and you are coming here kind of off the back of the season when surely you're tired. It must mean a lot for both of you to win your first Henley title. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I was thinking back this morning, the last few weeks have just been unreal. Like, yeah, obviously, we won the Olympics and now to come here and win is just the cherry on top. You know, it's been a really good few weeks, so I think we're pretty happy. Will you be back? Will we see you again here at Henley? Definitely, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've we'll come back here as often as he'll have us. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul and Fintanair speaking after winning at the Henley Regatta today. And a couple of results as well from the SSC or Trist League Premier Division. Shamrock Rovers beating Drogheda United by a goal to nil. They're three points clear at the top of the table. Bohemians had a 1-0 win over Sligo Rovers. Keith Buckley with the goal there for the hosts. Uh, right, uh, back to Croke Park. And Jur is in conversation with... Cork boss Eve Fitzgerald after that defeat to Meath well, it's hard to decide for now after the game so quickly and you know obviously two goals in, in the space of a minute and when we seemingly had the game tied up but um, I suppose I can say really that that'll hide the disappointment of it, but at the same time I am very proud of the girls as well they gave me everything and you know we had we had a bit of a meltdown for a couple of minutes I suppose and, and you know um Probably gave them a lot of momentum going into going into the the extra time then. So, um, but I'm immensely proud of the girls. You know, it's um, they've they've worked so so hard and obviously congratulations to me as well. I think you know they never gave up. They kept plugging away and um, and extra time they were they were worthy winners. Just a lack of game management in those last couple of minutes. Do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe trying to be a bit too safe. Maybe I I don't know. Um, like to you know, it's it's hard to know. No, looking at that, yeah. 
you could say game management. I mean, we hadn't conceded a goal for 58 minutes and looked quite comfortable. So, you know, I think the first goal probably panicked us a little bit and maybe um, maybe that led to a small little bit more panic. Um, but I don't know, I'd have to look at the tape again. But certainly from the point of view of, of, of game management, yeah, you would, you'd have to argue that we, we should have done better. But... Um, but we didn't, and, and, and meet her in the final now, so that's, that's just the way it is. And uh, as I say, congratulations to them. Yeah, you got a great response after halftime. You got one three in the first 10 minutes without the play, and looked to kind of put the game to bed, really. Yeah, we did. I mean, if you look, I think we were seven points up with five or six minutes to go. Um, and. You know, they kicked a couple of nice points, but yeah, I thought we were comfortable. Maybe we, we got a little bit more defensive psychologically. We'll hold on to what we have. I, I'm not sure about that, but um, but when you can see two goals like that, it's killer. I think it, it definitely probably knocked the stuffings out of us um, for, for the extra time. And, you know, the girls gave everything, to be fair. But we had so many chances, you know, to, to, to equalise as well um, in that last few minutes. And it, it just, I, I said to Paddy, Paddy O'Shea, with a, couple, with a you know, minute or two to go, I said, I don't think it's going to be our day today. And certainly that's the way it worked out but again it wasn't from lack of effort you know I felt sorry for Emer there missing that, that last three but all the effort she put in today I thought she was fantastic so that's the ebbs and flows of, of, of ladies football you know it can turn in a second and as they say fair play to me they, they have a system they, they work it well we thought we well we obviously had worked hard on, 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 on breaking it down and had been quite successful but the last five minutes you know we didn't we didn't manage the game properly and as a consequence we're, we're you know we're, we're out did you think that you did a free at the very end of the clock? Yeah, I yeah, I suppose that I, I don't know what happened there. To be honest, I didn't ask. But to be fair, to the right, it was a free. I'd say, but if the clock, if the time was up, then the time was up. I have no argument with that, really. How significant was Kira's injury so early in the game, and how much did you miss her experience? Yeah, well, you'd miss Kira any day. You know, I think she's gone to the hospital. You know, there was a shoulder dislocation or, or collarbone. I'm not sure. We're not sure yet. So, uh, a big loss, massive loss. Ourself and Orla Finn, I suppose, have been the mainstay of that half hour line for three years. Um, but that said, I mean, we scored. I can't remember what the score was. It was a two, two, whatever. We got two ten, was it? Um, that's fair scoring against a defensive outfit like that. So, um, I think we, we we did that quite well. But it was just the finishing, the finishing off of the game is what, what, is what, what caught us and you know I was just coming on the corridor it was reminding me of Bayern Munich and United there whenever, whenever that was on I said Jesus how is this going to happen how did this happen it's very hard to, to to say but you know a game is over until the referee blows the whistle so um, we have no regard well, sorry we have no arguments in that regard whether, whether the other one was a free or not I don't know but that, that wasn't the cause of us of us losing the game so no arguments there you brought you an awful lot of young players in the National League campaign to this year. Sly Valeri, Katie Corks, and this board game series, BFK Lance. There's the nucleus of a very, very good team with the experienced team that's still there. I know yeah. it's very raw and immediately after the game, but bringing that team forward. Is that something you want to do? Is it something you've thought about? It isn't really. I take it game, game by game. Um, we'll see how things go now over the next while. Um, obviously, they are a great bunch, you know, and it was, in, it was a, I suppose, another learning experience for them today, you know, but... Um, when you look at the more experienced, like if you look at the Dublins and that, they would manage that game, you know, and they would, they would finish it. Out. That comes with experience, I think, and that is a big, it is a big learning lesson for for our girls today that you could take nothing for granted, and you know, um, 
we probably could have kicked the ball out of the line maybe for, for the last one. Who knows? But these are these are things that happen and you know, we're human beings at the end of the day and people make decisions and particularly when they're tired, you know, it was a it was you know, it was a tough game and, and people, you know, and you have to commend fitness of both of both teams, you know, that they, they kept going for so long. Um but that said, I mean I'm not going to be looking at an individual and say she should have done this or should have done that. Everybody goes out there to give uh, to give their best for their for their jersey and my girl certainly do that for me all the time, so I've no no complaints there. That's Aoife Fitzgerald speaking after uh, today's defeat to me. The hard for Aoife, I suppose, to put into words how he's feeling after that performance today and after that result. And uh, tough, tough situation following the defeat to me. But congratulations to me and very best of luck to them in the final against Dublin on September 5th. Tottenham still a goal up on Man City, 89 minutes now on the clock. Uh, so uh, another couple of minutes to be added on there. Get you a full-time report on that as soon as we get it. But excitement is building massively around Cork ahead of the All-Ireland Final. Cork taking on Limerick next Sunday. Hopefully, by this time next week, we'll be celebrating All-Ireland success for Cork. First since 2005. Imagine it. I'm starting to get nervous already just thinking about this game. And it's still a week away. But yesterday I had the chance to attend uh, the uh, Cork press conference ahead of the match. I got a chance to speak to uh, Jordan Millerick, who we heard on the Big Red Bench yesterday. I also spoke to uh, Kieran Kingston and I spoke to uh, Patrick Horgan. We'll have them uh, on the show next Saturday in a big massive preview and uh, keep an eye out on redfm.ie for those as well during the week but I also got a chance to speak to The Rock the legend Cork selector Jeremy O'Sullivan The buzz like in training this week after last week's win? Uh, obviously you know look it's upbeat but yet um yet we know that the, we know the animal we face and the challenge that's ahead of us so upbeat but we have to keep our feet firmly on the ground and focus on focusing the massive challenge that's ahead of us. You know, back in last week what was the most pleasing aspect of that win? Um, the most pleasing aspect was everyone of the, everyone of the starting 15 the guys who came on contributed to a victory some guys who didn't get game time contributed to their attitude and their application their effort in the warm up and prior to the game and everything they revolved around it we had 11 guys at home who weren't part of that squad their attitude and application helped us achieve victory last Sunday so a lot of pleasing aspects and I suppose where do you need to improve on I suppose where where yeah look it dep- like, where do we need to improve on um, we were slow to start I think that's that's one area that we really need to work on it's something we've spoken about and something we've addressed so um, we need to start we need to start well because if we don't as we've seen with Limerick they'll they'll hit four, five, six points ahead and they'll shut up shop and they'll they'll just you know they'll, they'll keep taking their opportunities from further out the field and you mentioned the attitude when that Kilkenny goal went in the lads came out for extra time like a new team they were fantastic brilliant but that's a new resilience it's um, we've asked them to be different we've asked them to be something they haven't been before and I think you know they came out with with an enthusiasm as if it was the start to the 70 minutes again they just came out they, they, they took that game by the scruff at night no more than Tim O'Manny like they, they, Kilkenny landed the first three puck outs down on top from it he, he claimed them a resounding success, success and drove Cork forward sorry for, for, for three scores you know yeah, fantastic stuff indeed now what are you expecting from Limerick I suppose yeah look we know we look there's no beating around the bush they're, they're the most successful team in the country with the last 
last five years be national leagues all Ireland's monster championships it's um, it's a huge ask for us um, they've some of the biggest names in the game uh, look they've done it all they've achieved it all we're, we're a good bit behind them in terms of success but we've given ourselves an opportunity to challenge them um, and I think you know we're ready to have a go off them you're going as unders- underdogs does that bother you does it even enter your thinking or not that, I, I think that that uh, doesn't enter the equation for us. We can concentrate on ourselves. We can't worry about Limerick. We can't worry about the occasion. We can't worry about all the fans travelling up and down the road. I think our sole focus has to be on us, our preparation, and, and just taking our boxes and doing our homework, getting ourselves right. I spoke to Patrick there. He said he was glad of the week off after the three games in the bounce. It was a, kind of a hectic run, I suppose. Yeah, we had three weeks in the bounce. Um, but I guarantee if we'd asked the boys to go again this Sunday, there's such enthusiasm and there's such an enthusiastic group they'd have went mm-hmm. you know but the week is an added bonus they've, they've refueled they've, they've got their bodies right so you know we should be in with an opportunity to, to push Limerick to the pin of the collar it was a sense in the Munster semi-final that you know coming up to half time you were probably well in the game and then those two goals um, was that your reading of it that you know yeah look we, we closed that game off um, shortly after. You know, we do our, our, our review every Monday night following game and our recovery. We do our videos analysis, close that game off. It's a game we haven't looked back on. Um, but it was a game where we disappointed us. Car people coming out 100% we were because we saw opportunities in that game. We weren't good enough to execute them. So we have to take it in the chin and see can we improve going forward. And something they said to Patrick, I suppose one of the noticeable attributes of the team is, is, is the pace in the team. You know, Robbie O'Flynn, Jack O'Connor, Shane Kingston, and I suppose Croke Park is very conducive to a team blessed with pace. Yeah, um, we taught that too in 2006. We went yeah. up, my phone, King Kenny had got, got a handle on the grounds, man. The grass was an inch longer than what it should be, so we'd be hoping something similar won't happen. But no, we look. Um, pace is a big attribute absolutely at this stage of the year it's a massive attribute to have but you know it's all, really, all very fine say guys can run fast but it's their, their dedication their gym work to their, their recovery to their hurling to their touch they're, they're all owned athletes and they're great great guys to spend time with and be around with on, on a weekly basis and the momentum you've got now obviously the players are tired after those consecutive games but you know you've kind of built steadily and improved steadily from game to game and you know I suppose momentum is something that you can't beat you know heading into an All-Ireland final? No, absolutely not. We're on the back. You know, we've, we've won our last three games. We've won the All-Ireland semi-final against Kilkenny in a, in, 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 uh, in a good manner. So, yeah, as I said, the boys are in a buoyant mood, but yet they know the challenge is huge. It's the biggest challenge they've faced as players to date. Um, but I guarantee you they won't show you away from that challenge. And, you know, a noticeable trend, I know you're obviously focusing on your own performance and, and your own team, but it's been very evident that Limerick seemed to have yielded a huge bounce off the, the water breaks, post-water breaks, you know. Um, they've often gone into games level. They were, uh, they were a point ahead of Waterford last week, and then they just kick on. You mentioned they get surges in games there where they can kind of put, put the game to bed and they kind of squeeze the life out of you then. Oh, yeah, look, they, look, they control their own their own controllables. We control ours, um, you know, and, and that's it. Really, we're not we're not focusing on them. Um, we'll try and uh, keep our head down, see what we can do, see can what like the second quarter has been their big push. Um, can we match their second quarter push? Will the game be decided there? It won't. But ultimately, if we don't meet that challenge and that, it could. 
And people, I suppose, have often questioned in the last year to the Cork defence, but defensively this year it seems to be a huge improvement. Uh, I mentioned tackle count, you know, against Limerick, your, your tackle count was higher, um, and John Coyley you now prides himself in tackle yeah. count. Um, but we saw the full back line last week, all were huge. Robert Downey had an awesome game for me, he was my man of the match, but like the two cornerbacks have been outstanding as well. Yeah, look, I think um, we've a group of defenders, we've, we've, we've 15 to 16 defenders in the squad. Um, and the first thing about it, you have to love to defend. You have to love to work for your team as a defensive unit. We now have 16 guys who are doing that night in, night out. Um, yeah, it's great to talk about tackle count. Tackle count will only get you the ball back or give you an opportunity to play, to play the game in your terms if, you're, if, you're, if you tackle successfully. But, you know, we are getting higher numbers. Um, are we getting return from the higher numbers? Uh, you know, that's questionable. But, look, we have to... We we have to keep it up. We have to keep. Um, we have to maintain a high standard we've set ourselves. Uh, looking back on your own time going into All Ireland finals as a player, what was your routine on All Ireland final week? Well, how did you keep focused in the game? How did you distract yourself from the game? Yeah, I think um, you know that's been, that's been a while. No worries since they played in All Ireland final. Things are probably different now. We didn't have all this social media. We didn't have all this crack going on. So it's a bit more difficult to the guys because there's more intrusion in their lives that way. It's easy to come here and do a bit of a media day, but um, that's probably the biggest change is the the intrusion from social media and other bits and pieces. But I think our guys are well versed in that and well able to handle it. Twenties in the minors and a final this week as well. Cork hurling is just in such a purple patch of blue, and it's fantastic to see. Yeah, and I. I think that's credit due to um, you know Noel Furlong and his management team um, Pat and his management team they've, they've, they've done really really good work over the last while so Cork Hurling yeah it's fine we're in a final but three finals if we're not you know we're, we're there for a reason we're there to win them and hopefully Cork can, can, can get success from them and is that what's very important given that all the talk is about Cork you know that there's a conveyor belt of talent coming through but you know you can only focus on the final next weekend people spoke when Clare won the All-Ireland in 2013 that they were going to kick on and dominate the game given their under 21 success at the time but it's all about the no really you have to focus on the no absolutely so it's all we're, like we're, with the greatest respect Noel's squad Pat's squad they're not our, they're not our concern we've won, we've one job it's uh, it's Limerick um having successful squads doesn't guarantee you success it's how you bring it together and how you nurture it after that is the is the main thing the big red bench on Cork Strat FM and that is the legend that is the rock Jermaine O'Sullivan uh, speaking to me yesterday at the uh, the Cork Media Day ahead of the All-Ireland Final this day next week I'm seeing the bunting all around the place seeing the flags up and all a crack it is fantastic to see and there is such a buzz as I mentioned to Jermaine there around Cork with them in the final with the 20s with the minors in the final as well it is fantastic for Cork hurling uh, it's fantastic for Cork people I think everyone's kind of puffed their chest up a little bit and kind of standing a little bit taller um, it's been just look absolutely brilliant and fingers crossed it's going to be a massively successful week for Cork hurling more on Cork hurling next going to hear from under 20 boss Pat Ryan The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM Delighted you could join us for the bench on this Sunday evening. Roy here with you for the next half an hour, right up until 7 o'clock when Connor Halpin takes over 
with green on red. The Champions Man City beaten in their opening Premier League game. A great start to Nuno Espirito Santos at Tottenham career. Andrew Chill. Spurs won Manchester City nil. A thoroughly deserved victory for Tottenham Hotspur. Apart from a few moments early on in the first half when City had several chances in which to take the lead but spurned the lot, they were pretty much in control, particularly in the second half in which they were utterly dominant. Brilliant goal to separate the sides as well as Son cut in from the left-hand side to curl a fine finish with his left foot past Edison. And he, along with Lucas Moore and Spurgwine, were outstanding up front for Tottenham. As for Manchester City, Grealish debut wasn't bad, but the fans ended up singing, Are You Watching Harry Kane? Spurs 1, Manchester City 0. All right, we're going to continue to talk at Gaelic Games and the Cork Under-20 hurlers, the first up in All-Ireland final action this week. They take on Galway in Thurless. Was due to be Tuesday, the GAA confirmed yesterday. That's been pushed back until Wednesday to allow 4,400 spectators to attend the game. It's going to be an absolutely cracking night. And fingers crossed, the Under-20 hurlers and their boss, Pat Ryan, We'll be able to make it two All-Ireland wins in the space of a couple of weeks. I got a chance to speak to Pat earlier on in the week. OK, joined by twenty boss Pat Ryan. Pat, first off, I suppose um, it's been a kind of a hectic couple of weeks for you. I mean, like, um, were you worried at any stage that the game mightn't go ahead when it was emerged that that, that COVID case was in your camp? Um, to be honest, Rory didn't really enter our heads, really. To be honest, look, look, obviously we were focused on, um, on making sure that we kind of shut down what we had and... and uh, uh, I suppose getting fellas checked and getting fellas tested and uh, following all the protocols that went in place and uh, look we got that and we did that and um, in fairness look um, uh, we're back Wednesday night now um, back on Wednesday night was our first session back and uh, look everybody was back healthy and um, look 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 because the times are in now as well at that stage but the match itself didn't really come into our heads at all you know and the player in question I know you won't name him publicly now but is he okay is he okay, okay to play next Tuesday Oh, he can, yeah, he can, yeah. Look, there was, look, there was a good few cases came out of it afterwards as well. You know, there was a good, um, good few fellas got it right. So, um, it wasn't just one person. And look, look at the end of the day, look, this thing you don't know where it starts or where it begins or asymptomatic people or anything like that. So, it's it, look, it's it's nobody's fault. Unfortunately, look, this is look, even the player in question was double vaccinated. Like, so that's that's the kind of scary thing when look, look, all all lads my own age and even younger guys like yourself are all vaccinated now at this stage. But unfortunately, look, we haven't got around to. To doing everyone that's kind of we say from 15 to 21 yet you know so it is um, it is, look, that's the that's the cohort that's kind of existing in at the moment you know must have been hard not being able to train for a week I suppose was it yeah yeah look, look I suppose look it looks look, 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 busy enough look, look dealing with kind of the HSC and, and making sure the thing and look they were fantastic um, the fellas that we dealt with were absolutely fantastic couldn't, couldn't fault them in anything they did and uh, all protocols were followed but look and in fairness to the lads look I suppose since we came back we kind of around the 10th of May and we had the first final we were driving fellas fierce hard for that you know for that six weeks mm. to get fellas up playing all other final as you would be and um, look, we were back training on the Monday night after winning that final so look we're trying to treat it as a bit of a positive um, that fellas got a bit of a rest time and fellas got a bit of time away from us <laughs> you know to mean, they might be sick of listening to us as well it's more but so they got look, look fellas some fellas were um, obviously some fellas are following protocols some lads weren't considered close contacts and you had some lads that were double vaccinated 
and when you're double vaccinated now and have no symptoms you're allowed to kind of get back to your club or get back around the place and, and you don't have to self-isolate so someone has got, got the opportunity to go back around the clubs and play one or two matches with him as well which was great you know so just just to get a bit of a break from us really was was, was like there breaking for those as well you know Yeah an intense period as you say I mean like going from one all-earned campaign into another must be uh, fairly hectic for yourselves and for the players who are involved in both uh, panels yeah, it has been. I look, look, it has, look, it has been a busy period. But look, 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 for it is a great, it is a great time to be involved in Cork Hurling at the moment. In that, look, we're winning matches, and everybody's feeding off everybody else. Whether it is the minors winning or the seniors winning, especially the seniors winning, obviously, look, that's. Look, obviously that's the blue ribbon competition and that's the competition that all the minor players and the senior players want to get up to and that's what look that's what drives drives cock hurling and that's what keeps the interest in like so look um it's great for a lot of lads there know the even involved in our panel no, that were that were finished self isolating that could um that could travel on Sunday up to the match, you know, and look fellas got a great buzz out of that out of cock winning and I think look the whole public got a great buzz and look there's a first buzz around the final for the seniors as well. Like so we're hoping that'll not ban that they'll look they'll get plenty of support and turn us next Tuesday night, you know. Sure you will. I'm um, just looking back and uh, I mean, what was the most pleasing thing about the, the win over Limerick in the Munster final? I suppose look look in fairness, I, I think look, um I don't think we played as well in the first half as we could do, you know. I thought look look a couple of players played excellently and kept us in the game a bit, you know. Um but Brian Hayes was excellent that day and kept us in the game as well with his ability to win puck outs and his ability to to, 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 to bring physicality and edge to the game, you know. But uh, Look, I think we played great hurling for 20 minutes after in the second half. Then you know, I think that that 20 minutes we were uh, played some fantastic hurling. Should have got a couple more scores. And um, look, in fairness to Limerick, look, Limerick were a very good side and they came back into it. And looked was looked was looking dodgy really going into the going into the former the, the seven eight minute injury time that they were going to pull away. But in fairness to our fellas, I think we created two or three great opportunities and took two or three great points. And look, some some fantastic defending at the end as well. Just just managed to get us over the line. So look, look, I think look the spirit within the camp is is huge and look when when there's a good feeling around car hurling everybody wants to be involved and even going back training on Wednesday night there now look our first night back the lads were really enthusiastic coming back into it as well you know couldn't wait to get back at it you know so I think that's a good sign you know yeah exactly and I think it's a mentality thing as well Pat, a mentality thing as well because when Limerick like mounted that comeback as well I think there was a couple of worried glances in the press box about where this was going to go but the lads never gave up and just the, the, the swagger to get over the line was something else that like, I hadn't seen in a Cork team in quite a while yeah, look. I suppose look, look, look. We we we've been very high on kind of picking fellas with character and picking fellas that have the right mentality to play with Patrick. And look, at the end of the day, look, I think at, at, uh, at the front rolling, especially with these lads that are bit senior, and um, having been involved in myself as a player and involved uh, coaching and etc. So, the mentality is so key that a fella has the right mentality, has the right attitude, is uh, made of great stuff with a good character that he can get over any obstacles and just keep fighting and look, look be unselfish for the team and I think look you can see that's happening as well now with the seniors obviously it's happening with the minors and, and look in fairness look, we have yeah, loads of hollows in Cork and loads of loads of building clubs and building fuck around the place loads of good athletes as well that are that are that are making themselves available for Cork teams and look what you want to do then is look Pick the, pick the fellas with the high character um, pick the fellas with the high character and the high attitude and they want to play unselfishly for the team and, and, and take the jersey and I think look I think that's what's happening in Cork at the moment um, across the board you know It's got to come down the final on Tuesday they had a good win over Dublin in, in the Leinster final what have you made of them so far this season? 
Yeah, look, look, we have done a good bit of work in Galway even for the, the 2020 final. Um, look, and a lot of their players are still there. Look, they have a lot of, I think, they've nearly, nearly, uh, not sure, nearly 16 or 17 of their panel, maybe about nine or ten of their team that would have played in 2020. Uh, look, they were a very, very good side. Um, you know, look, they look, all of those fellas have have multiple all of the minor titles, and they're coming off, they're coming from very, very good clubs. The fellas who won county titles in their clubs. So, look, they're an excellent, an excellent side. But look. Um, look, we've done a small bit of work on them and a small bit of focus on them. And but look, from now on, look, we just be concentrating ourselves and trying to get ourselves right. And look, we we, we know look that it's going to be a huge, huge challenge. It'll be our toughest game. Look, there they would have been favourites um, for the All Ireland at the start of the year in this grade. You know, so look, um, I think it's look is very, very much a fifty-fifty game. And just hopefully, look that we can stay injury free and get to and get to um, get to next Tuesday night. Um, all, all guns blazing. As you mentioned, Pat, um, the Cork support has been something else. Um, it's There's a real buzz around Cork at the moment for the seniors, the 20s, and the minors now as well. It's fantastic to see, and that will translate. There'll be, there should be a big crowd in Thurles for you and choose that, which will be a massive help. Yeah, there will be. And I think, look, I think, look, it's four and a half thousand fans can go to, to this game. I think so. Look, that makes life a bit easier. Like you know, so um, as regards the last couple of games that we've been going to, look, even the All Ireland final against Dublin, there was only a thousand. Like you know, so it kind of, it kind of, um, that makes it hard for people to go. Like so, look, no, let everybody can make plans and that could be tickets probably on sale or through the clubs or something like that. So that'll make a huge difference. And look, in fairness, I think Rory, look, as everybody knows, when, when Cork Holding's going well, do you know what I mean? Like obviously, look, there's, there's a great buzz and a great love for Cork Holding. Like you know, and fellas get a great enjoyment of it and especially look we take the scenes last day against Kenny Phillips obviously they're playing very good hurling and playing a good brand of hurling and, and, and very fast and scoring and all that but fellas want to see a team that's going to go and try and die in the effort and I think that's what's happening and I think look, fans respond to that more than however you're scoring or whatever way it looks like playing but we have a team that's playing you know, for each other and playing to the end, you know, I think I think fans really get it behind the team they catch you. And you're the first of the, the Cork teams out in all Ireland final next week. Is there a bit more pressure on you in that regard? Um, no, no, look, I suppose, look, 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 we're focusing on the fact that look, we're reigning all Ireland champions and we want to defend our crown and do you know what I mean? That's the respect we're giving it. Look, and, and look, at the end of the day, look, a lot of our players were involved in 2020, but a lot of them weren't as well and a lot of them we came and we're on our 35 and, and they want to create their own bit of history and they want to get their own all Ireland medal, you know, so um, that's the pressure that's there as regards to And anything that we put on the cock jerseys, there should be pressure because, uh, look, we're a big brand, there's a big, there's a big, big, big following behind us. Uh, especially when things are going well, and look, look, you have to respect the jersey and what's come, what's come before. Yes, so look, I think I think that brings its own pressure. But from our point of view, look, we're just concentrating on, you know, concentrating on Galway, concentrating ourselves, and look, mainly concentrating ourselves and, and get our performance. And look, if we can get that right, uh, we know we'll be very close to winning that game. You know, excellent, Pat. As always, a pleasure. Very best luck on Tuesday from everyone here at Corks Red FM. Cheers, Rory. Thanks very much. God bless. Bye-bye. Yeah, always a pleasure to talk to Pat Ryan. An absolute gentleman is the Sars man. So very best of luck indeed uh, to the Rebels this coming Wednesday night. When I spoke to Pat in that interview, uh, the game hadn't been moved uh, to Wednesday from Tuesday yet. Uh, but yeah, the game taking place thoroughly Wednesday night, half seven. And it should be an absolutely cracking occasion. Fingers crossed back-to-back all-iron titles for the Cork under-20 hurlers. Uh, now we're going to talk cricket and Cork. Harlequins created a little bit of history last week as they booked their place in the all-iron T20 final with a superb win over Merion, the biggest win in the club's history. They'll face Brigade in the final. They'll be Carrick Fergus in the second semi-final today. For more on it, I was joined early in the week by Quinn's captain Matt Brewster and coach Ted Williamson earlier on in the week. OK, for more on Cork Harlequins' stunning win over Merion last week, Weekend. I'm joined by Ted Williamson and Matt Brewster from Harlequins. Lads, how are you? 
Good, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks a million for coming on. Matt, I might start with yourself. Um, can you put into words, I suppose, this victory that you had and how incredible it was? Yeah, no, I think it's still settling in a bit, to be honest. I think it's hard to put into words how, how big it was for the club. Mm. Ted, can you, I suppose, describe to me, I suppose, uh, the challenge that you faced in Marion last weekend? Yeah, like to kind of flesh out Matt's point a bit, that when you when you look at their side, and I mean, it's the original David and Goliath, I suppose, they have three former internationals, one current Irish squad member, three senior into pro players, and then... You know, like they're one of the best teams in, in in Leinster, and they're always near the top of competitions and blah blah blah. And for us to get across the line, um, it, look, there's no doubt about it. It was a bit of a shock, but uh, you know, knowing the lads and knowing how hard they train and how hard they work, and that it wasn't a surprise because the the belief that has grown in in the squads over the last kind of year, and especially this year, especially this year. Um, you, you just don't put that past them. They don't give up. They're um, a really tight bunch of lads. They genuinely enjoy each other's company and their success. Um, there's no egos. There's no superstars. Um, and I think that's why teams like Quinns can get across the line in kind of tricky matches. Um, so, like, to, to be to be in an All-Ireland final um, is, is obviously great for the club, but it's 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 taken, jeez, eight to ten years already, you know? Mm. Um, and there's an awful lot of people that need credit for it. Um, the lads are taking, um, obviously, the success on board, but it's, it's, it's taken a while to get there. Matt, can you describe to me, I suppose, what you're feeling watching that final over? It was quite a dramatic final over. Yeah, I know it was. We were all absolutely... Breaking it on the side of the pitch, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was it was a tough one to watch. Uh, but we kind of knew as well that there wasn't really any pressure on us to win the game. So the fact that we were stood inside the pitch meant that we kind of we you know we weren't panicking too much. You know, anything that happened was a bonus, and we knew that lads sending a new bean out there could definitely do a job. You know, they've done it in the past for us. Ted, what's going through your head during that final over? Um. I, I generally am quite a relaxed person anyway um, so I, I kind of through experience Rory just you kind of guess what will be will be and you can't control it and you hope that you know things come out well um, but with, with with the two lads that were there they hit boundaries and when you have lads that can hit boundaries you're never out of it you're literally never out of it and I've seen so many games over the years where um, you think you're out of it and then all of a sudden you, you know yourself from from knowing cricket Rory one good over brings you back into it mm-hmm. uh, or even a couple of overs brings you back into it so um, I think I think to be fair Matt, Matt's right like the, the pressure there wasn't really pressure on us um, as such because Marion were the ones that had all the expectations on him so you you literally kind of go well do you know what good luck to the lads just you, well, all you're doing as a coach I suppose is you hope that they they try and do something that they're good at as opposed to sometimes in, in moments under pressure lads revert to something that either that they, they're not thinking clearly and they might do something that they haven't practised or they're not so strong at and if you look at where, where Senan hit that ball it's one of his strengths and that's all you can ask for is that he stuck to his strengths under pressure Matt at one stage I think you were down to 107 you were chasing 154 uh, you are 107 for 6 I mean like at that, to- that point in your game you're thinking it's beyond us and we can just go out and enjoy it and see where it takes us now kind of thing Yeah well we, we there was a bit of that but then also we knew we still had players in the tank that could, could definitely hit a ball you know like with our lineup this year we have so much depth in our batting lineup that we always knew we had a chance you know we always knew that if we could take it to the last over you know and not have too many 
off the last over acquired that we'd always have a chance to win it uh, especially with lads like Mubin Senan Joe Heron etc to come and Matt what was, what was the the celebrations like when Senan hit that six to, to win it it was quality to be honest it, it was a weird one because it was like we took the semi-final and lads were running on the pitch and screaming but then like lads you know we might have to calm down here just a little bit because <laughs> it, it's I, I honest with you, I don't really remember Muster yet. It was mad. Ted, when you look at Cork Harlequin's history, where does this victory, I suppose, rank in, in the overall scheme of things? Oh, there's no question. It's it's the biggest one. There's no doubt. I mean, um, you know, we, we we make no bones about it. We took a decision probably eight, ten years ago to go with youth, and we've had, just quite honestly, plenty of failure over the years. And um, the lads have been set up in a way that they know that they're going out getting experience and we're not too concerned about the results um, and you, they learned I mean I, I, that's a great saying I think that I like which is you can fail your way to success and Matt would I, I've seen Matt since he was 12 you know 11 or 12 and Matt would tell you himself he's, he's had his struggles over the years but when you stick with it and you get their experience you start to win stuff um, and when, like we're, yeah. we're winning more over the last kind of two or three years then obviously winning the T20 competition this year and all that Rory with, with lads who are like the, the, the big buzzword that we have is an average age of 21 mm-hmm. but they're so tight they've come up together um, like we've we've I've been part of teams in Quinns over the years where we've won leagues and we won cups and, and that kind of stuff we had a great spell um, probably 14 13 years ago where we were really really consistent but not at this level mm-hmm. not at this level you know like this is to be to be to be in a final um, saying that you're in the you know in, in a particular day no one can take it away from you you're in the top two teams in the country is just uh, dream stuff there's no two ways about it uh, but again I go back to the point that it's not surprising though knowing these lads uh, they're just a really good bunch of lads first of all Um and it, it is testament to the work that's been put in over the years by, you know, com- various committees, youth coaches, you know, uh, people. And like this is the culmination of it, really. So without a doubt, it's it's the best win ever, ever. Um, and to have a Cork team in All-Ireland final is incredible yeah incredible stuff indeed uh, Matt as Ted was saying there you've been playing with Harlequin since you were what, 12 years of age what was it about cricket that kind of made you kind of stick with it and what do you enjoy most about it I, I just always loved it to be fair uh, I got into it because my dad but you know it was more just the club because you know there was a massive amount of us who were in the same age group all into cricket you know something different it was nice being involved in something different and it was just a, such a good place to be Cork Harlequins uh, from a young age you know there was about 20 of us I'd say in my age group that were all you know growing up together playing every week together so it was just a good place to be to be honest and tell us you said you made the decision uh, many years back to, to concentrate on you and kind of build a club up that way how tough a project has that been and how happy are you now to see the, the, the fruits of your labour coming to, to fruition I guess it's it is hard. There's no two ways about it. Um, because they're they're like learning on the job. You know, we we didn't have the luxury of having you know winter programs galore, this kind of stuff. So you're literally saying like lads sink or swim, and there was a lot of sinking. There was no two ways about it. Matt would tell you that himself is that you know lads are trying to figure out the game of cricket, and then also how their skill set fits into the game of cricket because they all have different skills. So. Um, there was there was a lot of you know we, we she's come back five years ago last in the league second last in the league and then we started to pop up and you know we were in contention two years ago we were in contention last year and you know the lads in fairness are very aware of it because they, they they'd be the first people to say to you is that you know Quinn say look that they're they're very much about the youth but the lads themselves will tell you 
that they said amongst the group that we have to start producing now, lads. We have been given the time and the investment out in the middle, learning cricket, literally in the best possible environments on the pitch. Um, but it does take time. The only thing I would I would say is that it does really set up a situation where you can have sustained success now. If we can keep the group together, because obviously these lads are all 20, 21, 19, and you know, they're, they're at different stages in their life. So the key thing would be keeping as many of these guys you know, together going forward. But I think doing it this way, while it takes time, it does give you the opportunity to have sustained success going forward. I suppose wins like uh, last weekend as well help with that. I mean, like when they see the, the, the work that they're putting in, um, like kind of show rewards in the pitch, that's going to help that, that group stick together. Oh, absolutely. And, and like, this is something that will never be taken away from these guys. They, they will... Um, they'll always have this like no matter what this this memory of this match on on, on Sunday and it does you're right it does and the, the thing for me is like straight away after the match you know lads are saying well what could we have done differently what could we have done a little bit better and you know this kind of stuff so they're, they're even already thinking about yes it was an unbelievable win but how can we actually you know how could we have made it even better win so they're, mm. they're that kind of a group they're great to work with they kind of self-police to a certain stage around the environment and the intensity and, and what they work on um, but it just I mean it just, it's great for the club it's great for the profile and you know you, you'll you have more interest in, in people at all ages now you'd assume kind of wanting to get involved in some way shape or form and I suppose if anyone wants to get involved the best way to do is just come up and give it a go I guess yeah absolutely I mean like this, the, the club caters for literally every single age group we have, we have down as far as kind of six and seven year olds and I think it's different Rory in, in his ways that it offers different um, opportunities for different types of kids and as far as you know it's it's there's different formats you can play um, with the youngsters it's it's a case of just having a bit of fun and whacking balls and yeah. you know having, having a bit of a ball rather than making it too intense and too competitive and then as they get a bit older the, the kind of shift changes towards learning a bit more around their technique and learning about the game and that kind of stuff so um, I, I would encourage anybody to come up um, or, or go to any quick club for that matter and give it a go because I think it's it's one of those ones a bit like Matt is that once you get in you're kind of in for life Matt as Ted was mentioning there the amount of work that's gone in over the last while has been phenomenal I mean like what's Ted been like as a coach and the rest of the coaching staff and, and helping you to, to get to this level it's been quality to be fair um, he's, he always put so much time into us you know it's always been available there for us we've always been training for the last I don't know three four years we've been training twice a week consistently in the winter we've been training loads as well and it's always you always know that with Ted that you could always contact him anytime if you have any issues about selection or whatever you think um, and he's always been there for one on ones and stuff so it's been really good to have that access to coaching for such a long period of time Ted, as we record this, we're not sure if it's going to be Carrick Fergus or Brigade. You'll be playing in the final. They're playing um, Sunday. Um, it should be a good game. I mean, like no matter who you're facing in the final, I guess it is going to be a tough game. Yeah, and I think do you know what, Rory, there's a different set of variables come into play now because you you could you know the lads could kind of relax a little bit now and say, do you know, what, lads, we're just happy to be in the final. Okay. You know, and that 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 would be a killer. That would be an absolute killer. As like if you can beat the likes of Marion, you can beat anybody. Literally, you can beat anybody. So, um, the key, the key will be myself and Matt have already spoken about this. Is that you know looking at lo- lineups, looking at roles, um, looking at how we played certain roles, and, and we're saying, well, can we be a bit smarter going into the final? It's a different wicket, it's a different ground. Um, 
And I mean, one of the key things that obviously, you know, myself and Matt would have chatted beforehand and especially with the ball, because there's a lot of guys out there who are very reputable bowlers and they've got big names and that kind of stuff. For our batters, it's just about playing the ball that's bowled, not the man that bowls it, you know, and keeping it really, really simple. That way, we said beforehand, you know, if we if we continue to be smart and do the things that got us there, they're all kind of cliches and just keep doing that, but just be a little bit better at it. Um, And it's a final, all bets are off. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And um, it's just managing a kind of a different set of emotions. Um, you might have to calm some fellas down. You might have to give some fellas a kick in the you-know-what. But that's that's the job of a coach, I suppose, on the day. But the belief is high. That's the main thing. The confidence is high. The belief is high. And the fact that it's a T20 as well, um, the margins kind of narrow between sides because there's obviously a higher risk of cricket that's being played. So it's, it's, it's just going to be incredible for the club. Um and a, a good day out no matter what but again as I said the big, the big overriding thing for me is the message to the lads will be look we're not just happy to be in a final we, we want to win it so how do we win it and Matt what's your role as captain going to be like now over the next week kind of keeping the guys grounded but also keeping them very focused on the, on the final ahead yeah absolutely I think it's just important that we you know keep the belief up in the camp that we can win it and being smart in our training because you know we, we only have two weeks till the final now, so it's important that when we're training we're training smart you know we're being specific to the final and what we need to do as players and as a team so that we can perform at our highest and I think it's just important just a lot to get too you know too, too ahead of themselves you know mm-hmm. that we still play every ball and keep it as simple as we can but as Ted mentioned uh, after beating Mary you'll go into this game with nothing to fear absolutely you know like it, there's, there's no pressure on us at all it's the same as the semi-final really like we're the underdogs in this so that, that's almost a benefit for us you know the fact that we can just go in whatever happens you know there's no pressure on us and you tell I suppose I suppose uh, uh, again just kind of keeping the lad down or keeping the lads focused I guess over the next week is is the thing and kind of keeping the energy levels up at training but just keeping everyone laser focused on the, the job at hand is the job for the next week in a bit yeah and like there's, again there's a couple of things at play obviously lads are in, in, in Quinns are very clear on what they need to work on themselves so when they come into practice they're they're very very clear on, on the stuff that they need to work on that, that which is a great help as a coach um, but it, it's again there's all these different emotions it's we're in a final we're just happy to be here we're in a final we're, 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 we're we have a, we could get hammered we're in a final um, we have a chance how much of a chance so there's all these different things the most important thing for me is that lads kind of stick to what they've done so far um, at practice um, maybe throw in an extra session if lads want an optional session around kind of brushing up on some skills um, but but just doing doing the same things that, that they've done they got them there you know like they, they, it's not hard worry when, when the lads come to practice because the intensity levels are high anyway they, they they set that. I mean, um, it's it's the original kind of player led, um, player led, player driven session. Mm-hmm. I'll come in and and obviously facilitate and all that. But the lads are very very clear on what they want to work on and why. And one of the things that we've always said over the years is that we cannot practice that anything under a batch intensity. So, um, you know, a lot of our feeling drills are done, and lads have kind of bruises on their hands afterwards and battered knees and you know because that's what's going to happen in a match um, so a lot, of, a lot of the stuff is is about maintaining the levels of what we've done so far and then I think in a final you know you can be a little bit smarter because you can throw the odd curveball here and there or think a little bit outside the box and you know um, 
bowl a certain way on like Leinster's ground now in, in where the final is on the wicket has traditionally been quite a low wicket um, and it used to be better 10 years ago but it, the great thing for us is that it's it's not as good as it was so therefore it brings us into it more um, slower bowlers might come into it more so do we use more of those in different stages so we can definitely be a little bit smarter and there will be plenty of chats between myself and Matt and some of the other lads around how we can be smarter on the day but um, the overall thing is just looking forward to it enjoy it you know yourself mm. enjoy it and certainly lads enjoy very best luck for the final it's been a pleasure talking to them and we'll talk to you afterwards as well thanks Rory cheers yeah, great to talk to Ted Williamson and Matt Brewster there of Harlequins Cricket Club after a fantastic win for them in the T20 semi-final. Best of luck to them into the cider. Almost out of time. Big news, big, big, big news. Just breaking a knee. A, um, a statement from the GAA says, following receipt of additional medical information from Tyrone GAA and subsequent deliberations with the relevant parties today, the GAA can confirm the arrangements for the concluding stages of the 2021 Football Championship. The second semi-final involving Kerry and Tyrone will now take place on Saturday August 28th so next Saturday the winners will proceed to a final meeting with Mayo two weeks later on September 11th so that's uh, Saturday week I do beg your pardon two weeks yesterday the revised schedule has been finalised with the integrity of the championship in mind and to ensure that Kerry were not denied a semi-final outing the GAA would like to acknowledge the cooperation of all the counties still involved in the championship and looks forward to working with the government to finalise these arrangement times for both fixtures will be confirmed in due course that means Kerry and Tyrone is back on set for Saturday August 28th at Croke Park that's it from us tonight folks podcast online shortly on redfm.ie or from wherever you download your podcast from Conor Halpin's up next with Green on Red three hours of the best Irish music coming away enjoy the rest of your Sunday folks The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM